Hello, 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 everybody. Good to have you back to Common Sense Uncensored for another Monday. And we have got a wonderful guest again today, Miss Don Hollingsworth. But first, I want to remind everybody that you can listen live by going to gfbestsource.com. Uh, click on the Listen Now button. And to chat, you can click on the Twitch link that's in the upper left corner. And, of course, as always, we're available on Rumble and not just live, but to watch later in the day. And there's also the Grand Forks Best Source Facebook page. So we are out there so we can give you all the good information that you need. Don, how the heck are you doing lately, girl? Good. How are you, kids? Well, not too bad. Um, I'm actually, I'll be honest, I'm a little distressed. And the reason I'm a little distressed is because we've got uh, property taxes going up all over the place for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is education. And uh, you had a visit from Josh Gallion in Williston because there's been some questions about uh, Williston's school district having the ability to keep track of its cash. And so in the order of good faith, uh, Mr. Josh Gallion came out to deliver a little bit of a message on the audit. Can you fill us in a little bit more since Josh has visited as to what exactly his message was and what went on? Yeah, he reiterated what he has gone through before. Um, you know, there was 21 findings, which is the most the state has ever seen in an audit done by their office. Um, and with that, he did a really good job of providing definition to understanding how to read the report, which is something that I don't think he had quite. So this time when he was directly talking to the people and he wasn't talking to the school board, he was talking to the people and he explained, OK, as an example, the difference between what. Um, his opinion or that opinion letter means. So, you know, you've got your, um, I don't remember the definitions, but it is in that interview um, with, or that Q&A uh, video that he had done, but it just goes over opinions that he's going to provide. One is everything's a-okay. Two, eh, there might be a little things that, you know, we're not slapping you on the wrist for but you know let's make sure you would attend to those and then three is oh boy we're we're not this is really bad and then the fourth one is seriously that's that's never occurred is my understanding now if somebody wants to go out and, and watch that that is um a, a, was done on july 18th can you give me where that can be found so somebody can go out and actually listen to it for themselves because i'm a big one for full disclosure so Williston Trending Topics um, had re, um, recorded the interview, so mm -hmm. they have that available. Okay. And I believe um, the campaign with um, the new candidates, I believe. She just froze on us. Uh-oh, yeah, I'm done. Hang on a minute. I love doing live here. There she is. Okay. She froze for like the last 30 seconds. You froze for about 30 seconds. So we, 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 ended, we, got, we got technical difficulties on trending topics on July 18th. Yep. Williston trending topic. Got it. So they yep. can go out and listen. July yep. They sure. What was the name of the interview 
Williston trending topics. But now I'm gonna, here's here's where where I have I have a little problem here because we were talking and my brain can't wrap around the amount of money that is involved in this audit as being at issue because I I've been been kind of saying like 30 million because that's where my brain stops. So in reality, how much money are we talking that was either unaccounted for, misused or, or, or somehow flagged in this audit? What's the total, what's the total amounts here? So all of the above was $377 million in discrepancy. You see why my brain can't wrap around that? So $177 million is unapproved discrepancies as well. Um, and um, to point out, $6 million in this particular audit, mind you now, this was through for the one year, fiscal year of District 1, closing of that books was June 30th of 2021. Okay. okay, so they run on a fiscal year, July 1st of 2020 through June, June 30th of 2021. Okay, now in that, they found $6 million that was never at all. So that was never part of budgeting. That was never part of putting in for the mills, for taxes, you name it. Okay, now you, you, you froze up a little bit on my end, so let me ask you again. That money was just not accounted for or it, they had no yes. permission to spend? It was never accounted for. It was never put on the book. Six million. Correct. <laughs> now, again, how does that affect us? Well, we don't know if the mills are right. It's never been on the books. It's never been a part of a budget. It's never been part of reconciliation. It was literally never put in the system to account for it. And then you have, um, you know, um, where was I going with that? Um, almost $2 million was credit card expenses, which were never approved by the board either. So it's like everybody spend. So basically what we have is we have rampant spending. We have rampant, quite frankly, uh, unaccountability. And what we have is uh, we got an audit. And the audit, quite frankly, delivered information that should be interesting to anybody that there's a problem and that the problem probably needs to be fixed. What was kind of the general attitude, under your opinion, of the the school board and stuff when they received the audit? Were they like, oh, my God, we really need to fix this or not much to, to see here? Or what kind of was their general response? When they were given the presentation back in February, there was a couple board members that were very concerned. I mean, they showed true emotion of shock and awe where some of the rest are like, well, you know, this is why we we need and just move forward. Well, you know, those those that have done books Uh and are involved in finance, that's not how it works. No, no, no. You have to find all of those and fix them. Because otherwise, you just keep compounding, and you don't know what true numbers are. And the same with that $6 million that's just, poof, showed up, that was never, literally, never accounted for. It didn't start off at $6 million. That's 
time of the report, it started off on a much higher dollar amount. Well, you know, it's I find it very interesting, the fact that, as, as Josh has explained to me in the past, he is not um, a, a legal entity, so he can't do anything with these findings. That, no. that, that has to go back to, to do Wrigley, and that's his department is to decide what he's going to do with that. And when we're talking ballpark of $377 million dollars, Drew Wrigley's response actually kind of surprised me because his response was kind of, uh, meh, nothing to see here. Well, and I I know Josh has reiterated numerous times, who does it go back to? It goes back to the school board. Mm -hmm. They have to fix it. They have to remedy it. They have to explain it. They have to do all the... And when we're hearing, you know, because we've got that recall campaign going right, right. now, and we, all we keep hearing is, oh, well, we need to move forward. Well, you can't do that with numbers. You have to fix them in accounting. You have to know what it was in order to fix it and to reconcile properly and have the right dollar amount to start with so that you are at zero so that you can start over. Well, when reconcile for five years doesn't matter whether an audit was done or not the fact is they didn't even reconcile the book well so that's how off it really is well that's what it sounds me is the fact that how can someone get away without reconciling the books that's why you have a budget year so that at the end of the year you reconcile and it sounds to me that there's been years where it was just Close, close the door, open the doors, start writing more checks. Yes. Wow. Because yeah. it's easy to spend other people's money. And of course, OPM doesn't seem to matter. Well, and am I correct in the fact that they're complaining now because the, the school board, their credit score has been dinged and they, don't, they can't move forward with, with purchasing or something? There's a problem with that right now? So that was brought up last week at the forum um, it was disclosed that there was a contract. Well, and Mr. Junt, who is one of the candidates for recall, but also our school board president, said that, you know, this is, this is not verbatim, but this is, had expressed that, well, because we haven't received the audits in time and the next year's audit isn't complete, that's holding up the show so that and whatnot. And I thought to myself, Mm-mm. that's got nothing to do with credit. It tells me, what that tells me, you know, as far as finance goes, well, you've screwed up. You didn't mm-hmm. pay your bills or you're way over you know, your credit limits, something is not right there. That's what that means. It sounds to me like he's blaming the messenger because yes. when when your credit score is, is basically puts everything in lockdown, it's not because you got audited. It's because you your audit showed that you screwed up. So rather than blaming the audit and the auditor, one might want to look a little bit deeper into oneself. And it, it, it bothers me when stuff like this happens with people in charge of educating our children because one of the first things we should be teaching our, our our children is personal responsibility and this this sounds like someone who um doesn't want to take any 
personal responsibility for what appears to be years of um, bad spending, right. bad accounting. Is it is it just a matter of bad spending? Is it you know intentional or is it incompetence? Those well, come to mind. It's either they're extremely inept or there's malfeasance. Either way, we have a problem with the current people that are on the school board because both of those, I mean, I'm not saying it's one or the other, but both of those are unacceptable, especially when you're looking at the tune of $377 million. Uh, This isn't a, a uh, $5 oopsie in your checking account. Uh, and nor nor is it a, is it a is it a misplaced decimal according to the audit. It is a consistent pattern of uh, inconvenient truths, which is bad spending policy. Yes, and I would agree. and, and I'm, I'm I'm appalled. I don't know how how can anybody can can take a look at what these people have done and even think about voting someone back in. Well, you know, you need to take that and you think about that and you think about Josh pointing out, Mr. Gallion pointing out that the school budget was not in compliance with state law. So when all of this was done, all of this time, that wasn't even followed by law. Literally, there's a violation there. See, that that just absolutely... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> There's so many questions there. We're going to get right back to that. But first, we have to do one of our profit margin breaks from our excellent sponsors. This one is Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Your feet will definitely be glad you took Churchill Shoes into consideration. They're comfortable. All right, let's t- take a. I've got this really huge question because it's very obvious to me that there's been some legal issues, um, some malfeasance, whether it's intentional or just through ineptness again. But I can't imagine that that Mr. Wrigley has got to say that the school board has to ask for for them to move forward because that. Okay, I used to work for the Minnesota State Lottery, and I actually used to catch embezzlers. And to me, this is what it sounds like. Uh, I would go in and I would tell somebody that you have an embezzlement problem. And the the people that would be doing the legal work that would catch the embezzlers would say to me, well, okay, Kit, that sounds great, but first you have to ask the embezzlers if they'd be willing for us to take a look. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I got to tell you, I, I put a lot of people away in my 10 years with the lottery, and I never once asked the embezzlers if it was really okay if we went in and took a look at their books and, and legally processed the, the person that we found guilty. And so I find this um, inspiring, maybe? Is it, is it I mean, appalling? Okay, let's go with appalling because that's the truth. I'm, I'm just, I can't believe that. That for an excuse? Yeah. I just, 
I'm, I'm sitting here going, Mr. Wrigley, Mr. Wrigley, you, you, you got to give me a better answer than I can't do anything unless I found something. The auditor found something illegal and I can't do anything until the school board asks me to investigate that they may be the ones that have done something illegal. Again, whether it's by accident, ineptness, whatever, that 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 ain't flying with this girl. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's no different than any other criminal. Oh, well, I committed murder. Um, well, can we let, let's go through the investigation together? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the sad thing about this whole thing is, is and, and, and I'm going to use use some words that people throw at me all the time. It's for the children. It's for the kids. OK. And, you know, the, the amount of money that's obviously going to waste in just Williston. Now, I want people to understand something. This is one school district. And if yeah. you think your school district is pristine and beyond compare, I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. I would like to instead suggest that uh, the Williston School District is the canary in the coal mine, is the, 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 the bell ringing in the tower telling us all we need to, to look further and deeper, not just in Williston, but clear across the state of North Dakota, not only in each and every school district to see where all of our money's been going, but I have to, I have to also say that I, I truly believe that the disease starts in Bismarck, that the disease of uh, not caring uh, where the money's going and everything else, because I don't think a, some of these school districts would be spending and, and feeling that they can get away with that unless there was some message or some complicitness being sent from Bismarck that... Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Even if you get caught by an audit or somebody says something, don't worry about it. Because we ain't going to do anything to you anyway. That's just the opinion I've got. Yeah, it goes back to what I've said before, Kit. You know, when Governor Burgum was up here in Williston saying, oh, you're going to set the precedent for the whole rest of the state. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You're setting the precedent of pushing... Um, whatever campaign you have going on, and it seems to me it just keeps pointing back to money, um, you know, reorganize a district, reorganize a city completely with economic development, health and human service, all of these pieces, you know, you think of a brand new airport and all of these things in two districts combining, whether they truly were meant to or not is beside the point. The point is when you have emails and everything else saying, yeah, it has to be done, whether it doesn't matter, it has to be pushed through. So the, uh, the will of the people doesn't matter again, because there were more people that didn't want this than wanted it. And yet here we sit. Well, they, you know, lands were given away to other districts. So that way they had no voting power. They had to get rid of the no votes. You know, in order for this to transpire. And again, we're talking, we're talking about, we're talking about it being for the children. But when I take a look, and by the way, if anybody wants to take a look at this, you can go out to insights.nd.gov, so you can see not only of just the state issue uh, for that I'm going to comment on, but you can see for your individual district and your individual school. But across the state of North Dakota right now, we have a proficiency in English of 44%, a proficiency in math of 39%. And in case you're thinking that they cherry-picked the figures, the assessment participation was 97% in the English and 98% 
in the math. So literally, we almost had 100% participation of students and stuff and, and school districts and everything else in that. And those are the numbers we're getting for uh, it, it, just 377 million being gone in one district. So um, when, when we're talking about pouring money down a black hole and getting nothing back, Williston seems to be the poster child that could actually be declaring the problem that's going across the entire state of North Dakota. Seems that way. Because I'm, I'm, I got to tell you, these 20 years as an educator, these numbers do not impress me at all. And they shouldn't should, impress anyone. They should. No, I would agree. They shouldn't impress anyone. Every, anyone that hears or sees that and looks at the report should be absolutely appalled that some community within our state, this is transpiring. Well, and, and I'm, I noticed it when I taught. Uh, again, I noticed that the, the reading levels, the comprehension levels, uh, they may be able to read the words, but their comprehension of what the words mean. So what I also found was a very frustrating trend to when the kids weren't passing, the, the theme of the day seemed to be, well, just adjust the grading so that the kids pass. And yeah, I went, that, can you tell me a little bit about what's happened there with that? Um, I, I don't recall all the verbiage that was said regarding it, but um, it was more or less that this is what we're doing. We're changing how the grading is, and that way it makes it more attainable for students to reach those goals and the goals that the district more or less needs. And it's like, well, what happened to actually educating and teaching students? Yeah, it's it's been frustrating to me when I get kids that literally qualified and oftentimes spent a semester or two at UND. So I'm not talking I got I got the dummies, but didn't want to be in the huge auditorium classes. And when when they came to me, they had limited ability to read, limited ability to write. Don't even get me started on their math comprehension. And I, I'm looking at these students going, what have you been spending 12 years of your life doing? And they went, well, it, it, we, we went to school. We were, we were at school every day. And, you know, we, we passed the tests. And, and, but what I'm looking at is a lowering of the bar and an increasing of our expenses because our property taxes sure aren't going down. And their intelligence, and I'm not saying we have dumb kids because we don't have dumb kids, but we have uneducated kids. And I want people to understand there's a difference. All right. Huge difference. Huge difference. All right. Because the kids I had were intelligent. Most of them are quick. But I had to go back and teach them a lot of the basics. They should have come to me prepared for them. From Lord's sake, some of them from junior high. Yeah. Junior high. And I taught kids from the age of 17 to in their 60s because I would get people that were displaced from having been downsized for work or whatever. So they'd be put back into the education system to learn a new skill. And the ability of the people that were considerably older to understand, to catch on and to move forward with the studies of our curriculum than the youngsters was astronomical. And what was the only difference that we could figure out when we sat down and took a look at it was their basic education had been that much more drastic. The older students had learned so much more in the K through 12 portion and the younger ones were learning very, very little. 
And if we're changing the grading structure just to kick, kick people through the hoop, well, you know, I'm frustrated. And I'm frustrated at the fact that no one seems to think uh, on the school board, especially the incumbents that are trying to battle through and to keep their jobs for, for this recall. Personally, I don't know about you, I'd be embarrassed. You would think. You would think, but that's not what's happening. I had a conversation with someone earlier today, and it was asked, um, what do you think of the interviews, more or less? And I Uh just said, well, I said, the new candidates, they're providing an abundance of fact. I said, but the incumbents, they haven't answered a single question. And they just keep running on a narrative of building new schools and moving forward. Well, they're, they're, they're running on something else, though. And, and this is what bothered me. Um, can we bring up that? Uh, this is a, a cartoon, and I use the word with a wink and a nod, that appeared in the Williston Herald. Um, Moms for Liberty leading the people to a book burning. This is character assassination uh, of the, the worst kind. And this character assassination, in my opinion, is the bastion of the uh, people who have no factual evidence to, to work with. And they have no defense for what they've done. So the best defense in their case is a good offense. And so what they lead with is character assassination. And this, of course, is based upon the... Um, national narrative that moms of liberty are simply these uh, anti-woke individuals who are unhinged, who are looking to go out to ban any book that they can. So I would like to bring you something from the American experiment where uh, they asked the question, is there really widespread book banning? And this is uh, written by Katrin Wigfall, July 26, 2023. So you can go out and find it and read the whole article. I'm just going to read you some snippets of what uh, PEN America, which is a 101-year-old organization long considered the defender of free expression. And I'm going to give you some definitions of what constitutes a banned book. Uh, PEN America's definition of banned can still be uh, is a book can still be accessible students all right um, books labeled as banned are can be any book that is challenged even if it doesn't end up getting removed from the classroom or library it is now considered to be a banned book even if school staff reclassifies a book say for a more age appropriate section pen america will still claim that the book has been banned Any action taken against a book based on its content as a result of a parent or community challenge, which is what Moms of of Liberty does, administrative decisions, or in response to a direct threatened action by lawmakers or other government officials. That leads to a previously accessible book being either completely removed from availability of students or where access of a book has been restricted or diminished is now a banned book. And if a book is removed from the school library but is still assigned an English class, that book, by Penn's definition, has still been banned. So what they've done is they've labeled any move to remove anything that's objectionable, even if you're moving it to a section where it's still accessible, is now a banned book. So when I look at that cartoon... I'm afraid I'm sitting there going, this is once again the media, because again, Williston Herald, thank you very much, managed to find a way to print that, doing fear-mongering 
by portraying a large group of people whom they have absolutely no idea what these parents and stuff are actually worried about and going to lump and destroy someone through character assassination, which, again, I want to reiterate, character assassination, especially like this, is the bastion of people who have no facts to stand up behind, to defend what they had for actions, so they immediately slide to character assassination to attempt to coerce the uninformed voter to believe that they are the righteous ones because look at these evil people over here and what they are doing. And please, please, people, do not fall into this trench, as I like to call it, of mudslinging character assassination and defamation because that's exactly what some of these people are doing in an attempt to keep a job that they are obviously horrendously incompetent at. Pardon me for the lecture, but I've about had it done. Are you with me? Uh-oh. I think you froze again on me, Don. Hang on. Oh, there you go. Now you're back. Now you're back. Did, were you able to hear that? I was able to hear most Okay. Of you, you understand my frustration that, that these people have gone, they have no facts to back up their, their actions, so they've gone straight to defamation. No, like I said, you know, in watching all six interviews, um, the facts that the new candidates have brought forth is phenomenal. But a simple question, an adult has been brought up to the incumbents and they can't answer it. Um, they, they seem to go back to the, I don't know, middle school era and they got to bully people. Well, see, and that's what I find so funny because today one of the big things, of course, is we don't we have anti-bullying campaigns all throughout our schools. Yet, when we look at our some of our school boards, we find that people want to censor people that are concerned about their children. They want to limit them to three minutes. They want to make sure that no one gets a chance to speak and that their uh, viewpoint is the only one that gets out, to which I happen to classify in my realm as bullying, and not only that, insecurity that someone may actually speak the truth. We have to take another quick profit margin break from Executive Properties. Let her rip. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And Executive Properties also does garage door repairs and replacements. So if you've had an unfortunate accident or if the kids have been playing hockey against the garage door, make sure you get out to Executive Properties and ask for their help. The boys will be there to help you in an instant. Okay. Um, You know, I'm looking at just some, again, some more recent statistics from the American Experiment. And this is nationwide. Of district administrators in U.S. public schools has grown 87.6% between 2000 and 2019, compared to student growth at 7.6% and teacher growth at 8.7%. So I have to also make a comment that all of this money 
that we seem to be pouring into these school districts, where is it going? Is it simply going, as the American experiment says, into more administration and just more willy-nilly spending? Or is it actually going to uh, for the kids? Any ideas? We have seen that here. Um, the level that ha it has increased to as far as administration principals, assistant principals, and so on is just astronomical. I mean, we've got five at one location um, besides the head principal or dean of students. And then you've got all these other pieces attached to it. And it's like, good Lord, what the heck? Why do we need it's I, I don't know. I, I do not know, but it is so top heavy with administration. It's ridiculous. Well, I see this all the time. And they promote the cost for yes. students. Oh, that's decreased. Well, yeah, because we're paying all these other people <laughs> that are not needed. Bless you. Salaries. I was, I was just going to say that. I was going to say we hear it all the time with the legislature. Oh, we've increased funding to our schools and everything else. But it's not going where it's supposed to go. We're hiring another principal because the four principals that are above them are just so tired of all their meetings. I mean, this is absolutely asinine. And when you take a look, right now we're spending over over uh, $13,500, and this was in, again, uh, 21-22, uh, on our children. And if you look at the average private school tuition, it's 12300 Average public school spends 13800 That's a 45% difference. Educating kids does not have to be obscenely expensive. The money just has to go where it's supposed to go. And the answer that I've always heard is, well, we just need to spend more money. We just need to spend more money. No, we need to know where the money's going and we need to spend wisely. Because right now, the well is going dry for people with the property taxes and everything else. And we, quite frankly... We're getting uneducated oofs into our classrooms at the upper level because, and again, these kids are not dumb, but they're being uneducated. And, I, and all we're doing is spending more and more and more money, and it's really, really getting to be concerning for me. Yeah, the vested interest in students does not match up with what they say. It very clearly, even themselves saying, oh, well, we're spending less on students. Oh, but you're still collecting more money and you're still adding more top heavy people that are not necessary. I mean, they, they've admitted in themselves. Well, and let's take a really good look here. I'm going to go national again for a second here. LeBron James did an I Promise school. It's situated in Akron, Ohio. And recent reports have unveiled that not a single student from this year's incoming eighth grade class has passed a state math test in over three years. Not one. Now, with LeBron's, I, I promise, foundation, he gives money as well as state, local, and federal funding. And they, these students, with all of this money pouring in, find themselves ranking in the bottom 5% statewide. And the school board, of course, is concerned. But again, it's taken them a while to come up to speed to figure this out. LeBron spent uh, over $1.4 million of his own money annually to hire tutors and teachers and, and, or, and reduce class sizes. All of the things that are always being thrown in our face that we need to do to better educate our children. He also has free tuition. He supplies school uniforms. He supplies bikes, helmets, all the things that the kids need to be supremely educated. 
And what are we seeing? His kids are ranking at less than 5% of the total of the public school kids, and they haven't passed a math test in over three years. So, ladies and gentlemen, if throwing more money at the problem is going to solve things, I think we can go to a wonderful individual called LeBron James and go, uh, nah. And I'm tired of being the piggy bank for a product that isn't producing. And that's what I'm seeing coming out of Williston, and it's what I'm, I'm believing if we do a deep dive here, Don. I believe we're going to see it throughout the state. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What else did they find um, in that wonderful audit of yours that, that Mr. Gallion found was disturbing that the incumbent school board people there find does nothing much to get, get incited about? Let's just move on. Um. Again, you know, out of 21 findings, you could go on and on and on about this topic. And it it just boils back down to the fact of pay attention and people need to get involved because this is your money. Whether you have, you know, you don't have any skin in the game. Well, for one, this is no game. These are living, breathing beings. These are students. Second of all, whether you do or don't have any students doesn't matter. The fact is, this is still everyone's money. Whether you are a homeowner and you own a single home, doesn't matter. If you are a renter, your money is absolutely going to pay for those taxes as well. Oh, yes. And, you know, so many, and they say, well, I'm, I'm a renter. So how do you think your rent goes up or why do you think the rent goes up over time on these properties, these rental properties, because it's got to cover the taxes, well, you absolutely have a say and skin in the game because of the money. And if this is how you want your money spent, well, that's your choice. But, you know, if you want accountability and you want to actually have that vested interest and proof outcomes, you know, that, oh, yes, we're actually doing the job. Well, then you need to speak up and you actually need to do something. Get involved. Well, speaking of getting involved, you've got a vote coming up on your school board because you did do a recall election. Can you give me a little bit more information on what what's going to happen with that vote, when it's going to occur, and a little bit of insight into the candidates? So the community decided to go out for a recall. They got the recall, and three of the candidates are being recalled. Um, they are the incumbents, so they are currently on the board. There's three of them, Chris Junt, Kyle Renner, and John Kasmer. Um, and to replace them, the new candidates are um, Charlotte Moore, John Greiner, and Ryan Park. Um, they were, we spoke of the, there's a forum that was done. Galleon was here, um, so it would have been the 19th. Again, um, Williston Trending Topics um, had hosted that, and it's recording as well, so you can go out and watch that. Is that on July 18th, the same date? No, the following day, that Wednesday, the 19th. Okay, so if they want to go out and listen to the forum, that's July 19th on trending Williston Trending Topics, correct? Correct. Good. And it's it's a doozy. That's all I can tell you is it's a doozy. Well, I listened. Uh, I listened, and you're correct. It... Uh, 
wow, there weren't uh, there there were some interesting comments being made there. I got to tell you that uh, again, I'm just going to make the comment about character assassination and defamation, and let that sit there for a while because I found it I found it very disturbing that some of the people. Um, thought that rather than trying to run on their record, they'd run on demeaning someone else. And that, to me, says a lot right there. But, um, you know, the the thing that, that stuns me is the fact that total students, according to Insight North Dakota, uh, for 2021 and 2022, there was a total number of students was 116,694. We're not talking astronomical numbers here. And if you're thinking it has to do with low income and everything else, of those, only 24% were low income, and only 15% were students with disabilities. So that leaves a whole group of people who should not have to be considered questionable students as far as being homeless. Homeless is 1%. Uh, all these figures and facts are out there, but but what what I'm looking at is we still have a graduation rate of 84.3 percent, and that's with basically changing the grading structure. So quite frankly, I would be willing to bet my yellow lab could probably pass and and graduate. This is not a success story here. Right? Yeah. It's it's. I don't have a good word for it. Plain and simple, I don't. I mean, how how you feel that you are truly providing proper ap- academics is just appalling. Well, it's not because the kids aren't going, because attendance rate for the same time period, 92.9%. So, well, and again, is, is that hello? factual? Well, let's, let's say it is. Let's say it's factual, 92.9%. So that makes it even more appalling because if they're claiming a 92.9% attendance rate and they're graduating 84.3% and they have to lower the bar to get people to pass, uh, Houston, excuse me, but we got a problem. We got a huge problem. I mean, not saying, like you have mentioned before, students are not dumb. No. But... That makes them look or sound stupid beyond belief. And that is so angering. And, you know, the groups that are being slashed or slandered or whatnot, those are the kinds of things questions about. You're so be- it's quite interesting how you have moms yes. or other groups getting involved and they're asking these questions and bringing these topics up. Because it is an issue. It's a huge issue. And then, you know, this is, this is the outcome that they receive for it. This is when we, the, and, then, and then the answer to that is we're going to, we're going to post a nasty cartoon about you burning books in the major pet publication for Williston. Because you yeah. dared to ask questions. How dare you? How dare you? You know, we have the votes coming up August 8th, so we have time. That's why I wanted to get you on today, because I wanted to let everybody know you have 
a voice. They may not let you talk at school board meetings. Uh, you may be told to sit down and shut up there. But one place you have a voice is in the voting box, and we need to get you out there to vote. Even if you want to vote for the incumbent, just get out and vote now. Here's the thing. The one thing I will say about the incumbents is this. People, the the true definition of insanity is doing something over and over again and expecting a different outcome. If I smack my thumb with a hammer and it hurts, if I smack it again, do you know what? It's going to hurt again. So I've got two options. Stop smacking my thumb with a hammer or find a different tool. So, to which I'd like to say, this is your opportunity to do both. Stop smacking your thumb with the hammer and find a different tool. Get some different people on that school board and try to figure out what the hell is going on. It's just my opinion. I would absolutely agree with you. You can't you can't fix stupid, but you can certainly change it and hopefully fix it with somebody else. Well, and apparently you can reelect it. Um, okay, so the first thing we're going to do here is our last profit margin break for oh for heaven's cakes. And I want everybody to know that there is nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. That's where oh for heaven's cakes comes in. The best cupcakes and cakes for special occasions or just a treat. They make incredible specialty items by order, or you can just walk in to find out more about what's behind the counter. If you're a business owner, I want you to know that you can treat your employees because they have monthly employee discounts and specials. O for Heaven's Cakes is located on the north back side of Grand City's Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and Saturdays from 9 to noon. Call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253, or go to O4HeavensCakes at yahoo.com, and you too can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's O4HeavensCakes in the Grand Cities Mall, and they are looking for artistic people that can decorate cakes. So get out there and show your artistic flair by going to O4HeavensCakes and telling them you want a job. Okay, let's check this out again. August 8th is the date for the vote. And what do you want to see happen? Let's Whatever happens with the school board and stuff, what do you want to see occur from, from this audit? Accountability. Good. And I think I, I've heard that term over and over and over again. Um, it's the fact that, and also like we've stated, the fact remains... You can't just move forward. That's not how it works. You have to dive into it, unfortunately. You have to uncover all the pieces, and you have to either be able to fix them or at least account for them so that you can come up with some balance to go from. But, you know, knowing that it was five years, I believe it was what it was, of no reconciliations, well, we've got to go back now, you know, six years yep. uh, to start over and go through that. Yeah. Is that going to take time? Yeah. Is that going to be um, difficult for some? Yep. But it needs to be done. Well, you the know, fact that it keeps getting ignored is just beyond me. Well, you know, this the whole rhetoric. It, it all goes back to the state. Because the state, yeah. the state board of education and the state should be requiring these school boards and, and these districts to account 
at, at the end of every year. They should be they should be monitoring that. They should be uh, assuring that that is occurring. The fact that no one from the state level said anything, and there's been five years of this going on, is very disturbing. In fact, I I fully believe we need an audit at the state level at the District of Education as well, because, again, the disease goes all the way back to Bismarck. Well, and one of the findings in that audit points out that there's supposed to be pieces in place to prevent that. So clearly, DPI didn't do their job either. See, and that to me is concerning because when DPI doesn't do their job, what's to hold the districts accountable to doing their job? And if, you're, if your answer is going to be moving forward, let's say we had a tragic car accident. People died. Would the answer to everybody there be, well, yeah, it was tragic. It probably happened because a wheel dropped off and there might be a problem with the, with the make of the vehicle or whatever, but it, let's just move forward. No, what would they be demanding? They were demanding that somebody dig and find out what the cause of the accident was so it can be solved so it doesn't happen again, correct? Correct. Okay, so here, people will say, well, well, you're being, you know, you're, you're using hyperbole. No, I'm not. Because our children being uneducated is the same result as a tragic accident. We are putting kids forth. We are certifying them as being educated. We're sending them into the world and into the workforce, telling everybody that they're good to go and they're not. That is a tragic accident if you happen to be the business that's hiring them. It's a tragic accident for the kid that's going to continuously fail and underachieve. It's a tragic accident for our culture in general. Absolutely. I, just, I mean, there's no preparation. How can they function in life? That's my point. Plain and simple. That's I mean, my point. we have to ultimately, right, in today's society, you have to have money to live. So if they don't know how to go and make the money... They will fail. They will fall flat on their face right out of high school, whether or not you've changed the grading scale so that they can just pass and you throw them. You have done nothing to prepare them. Well, we we keep talking constantly about the self-esteem of our children, and that's been used forever. Uh, In fact, it was interesting when I was teaching. I had someone tell me that when I was correcting papers and stuff that I shouldn't use a red pen because it hurt their self-esteem. And I went, um, you know what? I learned when I got something back, an assignment back, and it was covered with red like that. Did it hurt my self-esteem? Hell yeah, it did. And you know what my self-esteem said to me? We don't want that happening again. So we're going to do you something about it. it. Yeah, we're going to do yeah, something about it. Harder and paid attention and did what you had to do so it wouldn't ever happen again. It's no different than regular discipline in the household. Whatever happened to that? There's nothing wrong with it. We all need to be taught lessons and... Yeah, they might be tough, but we learn from them and we become more knowledgeable and prepared and educated. But how do you expect a child to be be looking at that through through education and, and having a teacher do that when you can't even get a school board to sit there and take a look at the red ink that Mr. Galleon put forth from them and do nothing more than, well, we aren't going to do anything about that. We'll just move forward. It's, it's a disease that's permeating throughout our entire education system. And it's extremely concerning to me that that is their answer and that, that it would be a teacher's answer. And if you truly believe that if my using a different color ink to correct a kid's paper is going to make that kid work harder and help their self-esteem, I, I seriously got to tell you, there's a whole different level of, of dumb that you have just entered. 
<laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. I mean, that is a whole different level of stupid than I ever care to address. I, I just, I, it, it, I, it, my jaw dropped when they said that to me, and I went, all I did was look at them and go, well, bless your heart. <laughs> you're, you're just special, aren't you? Bless yeah, your heart. Go ahead, Don. I, I've got to sit here for a minute and just recoup. Oh, she froze on us again. Hang on. Hang on. Give me a second to... Re- but, I mean, seriously, Don. I mean, there we go. I mean, seriously, if, if someone seriously believes my using a red pen is, is going to emotionally crush a child, then, uh, wow. I'm just going to go with wow. Right. And, you know, questioning new candidates, well, okay, that's fine. You can question them all you want, but... Shouldn't you be asking the ones that are bringing up the up the attacks on others? Is that not evil intent? Maybe I I don't know. You know I I feel bad. Maybe we should just pray for them. Well, you know, I I, I have to, I I gotta tell you, girlfriend. Um, I went out and I watched I watched the videos and I again I I, I want you to repeat before we go. I want you to repeat the dates. Uh, Let's do it right now, in fact. July 18th, Williston Trending Topics. That is the Josh Gallion uh, presentation uh, forum. And then July 19th is going to be another one where there was a forum for the candidates. And I'm, I'm going to urge everybody, because the vote again is August 8th. You can watch this. You can you, you get your information from this podcast, absolutely. But always, always do what I always used to tell my students. Do your own research. Go out there and listen do your own research. Please go to Insight North Dakota and see how your school district is doing. And understand that this is our future. These are the kids we're going to be handing this country over to. And we, in my opinion, are sending them out woefully inept to cope. And I can see why. When we're dealing with school board members who can be $377 million dollars in malfeasance or ineptness, and their answer is, well, let's just forget about it and move forward. <laughs> I, there, there's just no words for this stuff. You can't make this crap up. I wish Plain we and could. Simple. I mean, my gosh. I just, know, and the, the promoting that we're hearing and the different things like we've mentioned already, you know, WIA, which is the... Oh, well, you know... First, 75% of with a survey or whatnot that they had done that says, oh, the teachers are in favor of the incumbents. Yeah, 75% of what, 30 people actually took this survey out of hundreds of teachers. So you're saying what, 22 people are saying yes to the incumbents. I'm sorry, but people got to wake well, and I'm I'm going to tell you too. The reason out of out of the number of faculty that you have, which is well over 130 people, took that survey, was because the rest didn't take it because they're scared. Because we, when I was teaching and stuff, we'd get surveys all the time on how is the you know how's the president of the college doing, how's this doing, and how's that doing, and we'd all get together and go, okay, so they can track this link back to my. IEP address, et cetera, et cetera. You think I'm taking that? I'm going to tell them that, that, that they're doing this and this and this wrong because they're going to do what? They're going to turn right around and target me. So when I take a look at facts like that, I'd look at the fact that 30 people 
of which 75% said, yeah, we support you because they didn't mind putting that out on an, on a survey with an IP address. The rest said, oh, hell no. I'm not going to tell these people the truth because I am not going to commit agri- educational career suicide because I don't dare tell anybody the truth here because no one likes looking at the truth here because all they're going to do is ding me. They're going to do go to character assassination and everything else. And then their answer for themselves is going to be, well, we'll just move forward. Is it a big surprise? <laughs> no, no. No, I mean, yeah, it's just—it's a vicious, vicious cycle. I mean, you did. There's no answers. There's no accountability. You yeah. know, let let's bully the people that are asking questions and trying to hold accountability. You know, let's let's only if we do make an answer, make sure it's only half truth, not not the full truth, just a half. Truth, you know, so that we, we're not saying we're not lying. One hundred percent. We're only lying fifty percent. Well, the idea. I've been a marketing instructor and a business instructor, and I can tell you one thing from from the, being someone who would put together surveys and stuff like this. I would always look at people and go, "Okay, do you want the truth, or do you want the or or you want to let me know the answer you want?" Because I'll write the survey, so you get what I'll, you'll either get the truth or the answer you want. I can do either one for you. And see, that's what marketing is. Marketing has the ability to do that, and and so. Politics and everything else is literally marketing these days. They, they they take a look at the facts and they go, what facts can we present so that we look the best way possible and we're just going to ignore everything else? And that's why I always encourage everybody to go out and do your own research because that's the, that's the one way that you can get 100% of them and you can do your own math and you can do your own factual finding. And I fully believe, ladies and gentlemen, that if you go out and investigate your own school board, and you ask for an audit or you do a deep dive that you're going to find some inconsistencies. I, I, in fact, I would love for someone to go out and have an actual audit, not a self audit. Please, please make sure you not a self audit, but an independent outside audit of your school board. And I would love for somebody to find that their school district is a hundred percent pristine. And then I want you to be sitting opposite me on the table or like Don is on a zoom call, because I would love to have you on my show. And you can tell me I am wrong and how wrong I am and what an idiot I am all damn day. I will listen to you for the full hour. Okay. Because this is not just Williston's problem. This is North Dakota's problem and the rot and the disease goes all the way up to the department of education in Bismarck. And I want to let everybody know we have a problem. We have a severe problem, and unless you're willing to go out and stand up in front of a school board and take the hard knocks and the defamation and stuff that they're going to throw at you, please, at the very least, go find everybody you know, do some research, share your research with them, and get out on August 8th up in that Williston School District and vote. This is your money. Go ahead, Don, finish us off. Yeah, the, so the vote is going to be held at the ARC from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Like it's been saying, July, or excuse me, August 8th, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. at the ARC. Um, anybody and everybody, an eligible voter, go and vote. Um, you know, do we need change? Well, I, I think facts speak for themselves. We need to, we need to, it can absolutely change. It can be different. It we can have change with academics and but it's going to take people getting out and doing it 
Well, thank you, Don, for being here today. I'm just going to leave with this final note. $377 million, people, that the auditor found was being either misused, ill-used, or whatever. $377 million over five years in one school district. Um, we have a lot more problems than than I care to admit. Go ahead, Don. One last yep. Bit, um, for people too wanting to find out more information and wanting to find out more about the new candidates that are up for this recall, um, go to WillistonKidsFirst.com. They have a website. It's full of all kinds of information, facts, videos, you name it. Um, it talks about the candidates, but yeah, Williston Kids First. Excellent. Everybody, we are here to bring you information. We're not here to tell you how to think. We're here to provide you with a bunch of different ways so that you can understand um, and get the information so that you can make the decision because we all consider y'all to be adults. And that doesn't mean that we have to tell you how to think. We're going to give you the information so you can think. And we are ending another marvelous Monday of Common Sense Uncensored. Everybody, take care and God bless you.